Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Today, we're going to be featuring a new segment for Employment Matters, Travel Tuesdays, Doing Business In, where we get the opportunity to visit one of our members and talk about what it's like to do business in their jurisdiction. Joining us on the program today is Mark Alward, associate at Taylor McCaffrey, and a moderator also for our Employment Matters Canada episodes. Mark is going to give us an update on employment law in Manitoba, Canada. Mark, welcome back to the program, my friend. How are you today? I'm well, Pete. Thanks for having me yet again. It's a pleasure to be back here with you on Employment Matters. Well, let's jump right in. I want to get an overview for our audience on what it's like to do business in Manitoba, the economy and population. Just give us a quick overview, if you would. So Manitoba is right smack dab in the middle of Canada for you Americans right above North Dakota, just north of North Dakota. Manitoba is the fifth most populous province in Canada. We have the fifth most people and we have about 1.3 million people living in the province. About 800,000 of those live in Winnipeg, the capital city. Manitoba's economy is based on natural resources such as oil and mining. We also have a robust hydroelectric group that is run by our provincial government through Manitoba Hydro, a crown corporation. We have a robust agriculture with cattle, grains, and oilseed being the primary crops that are harvested. And we also have a vibrant tourism industry. Manitoba is governed by a legislative assembly, which has a number of elected members that represents ridings across the province. The leader of the largest party becomes the premier, the head of government. Historically, Manitoba has gone between the Conservative Party, which is on the right of the political spectrum, and the Democratic Party, which is on the left side of the political spectrum. However, both are relatively centrist when you're considering the political spectrum as a whole, with varying degrees of movement depending on current leadership. Manitoba has two official languages, English and French. The majority of Manitobans speak English, but we have a number of vibrant French-Canadian communities. One of the highlights of Manitoba is Churchill, which is the most famous location in the world for tourism related to polar bears and the home of Polar Bears International. Wow, polar bears. I didn't think that that would be an industry in itself, but I guess since I've never seen a polar bear, I'd pay to see one. Makes sense to me. Hey, let's talk about some of the other key industries, energy, agriculture. You mentioned a few things in your opening statement, but can you elaborate a bit for me? Sure. So mining and oil, there's some of that more toward the northern side of the province. We have a lot of forests, so there's lumber and forestry going on. Manitoba has a number of large hydroelectric dams, which provide the vast majority of energy to the province. And we actually sell a lot of that energy, not only to our neighboring provinces, but some of it goes to the states as well. In agriculture, we have cattle, grain, oilseed, beans, and potatoes, among a number of other crops. I think Manitoba is most known for grains and wheat specifically, but it's not the only thing that's grown here. We have a robust financial services industry, especially insurance. We're the home of Canada Life Assurance Company of Canada, which is one of the large insurance groups that exists in our country. We also have a really interesting film industry in Winnipeg that relates especially to our exchange district, which is the old area of our downtown in Winnipeg, which dates to the early 1900s and has a lot of warehouses, old banks, apartments that still exist today. And in terms of the exterior of those buildings, they largely look the same as they did 100 years ago. So it's a really interesting and cool place for shooting films 
And we get a number of medium and large budget films coming in and shooting in our exchange district. The exchange district today looks largely the same as it did 100 years ago when Winnipeg was the third largest city in Canada, often referred to as the Chicago of the North, probably because of how windy it is here. So, Mark, sounds like in Manitoba, there's a backdrop for good business. But let's talk about some of the structural issues that employers need to address when employing locally in Manitoba. Unions, affirmative action, anything that's in there, and also anything that might have changed in the last 12 months based on some of the pandemic situation. So I think I'd be remiss to not talk about probably the most famous labor event that's ever happened in Manitoba. A little over 100 years ago in 1919, there was a general strike in Winnipeg. And that was a very well-known and famous event because it really set the tone for the development of the labor movement and employee rights in Manitoba. So it's not surprising that up to this day, employees and unions are very involved in Manitoba. But fortunately, things have calmed down significantly. And we don't have near as many strikes nor any general strikes since then. About one third of employees in Manitoba are unionized, which is approximately in line with Canadian averages. Employee and union protections and legislation are also generally in line with the other Canadian jurisdictions. Minimum wage in Manitoba is $11.90 Canadian per hour, which is slightly lower than most other Canadian provinces. It's going to be going up to $11.95 Canadian on October the 1st of 2021, which is about 35 cents American, give or take, depending on the exchange rate. It's actually 942 American currently. We have diverse ethnic groups and opportunities in Manitoba with a thriving French population, Filipino population, and interestingly, the largest Icelandic population in the world outside of Iceland. That's pretty interesting. So how would you describe the business climate? Is it pro-business or pro-employee in Manitoba? Well, we have some thriving chambers of commerce in both Winnipeg and Manitoba, as well as a Francophone chamber of commerce. And we have collections of unions through the Manitoba Federation of Labor, which push forward union and the worker message. We're a very unique province in that our United Way was founded in the 1960s that was started by the chambers of commerce and the unions, in fact, working together to make things better in Winnipeg and for the province generally. So we're actually quite collaborative and we try to work together as much as possible between the unions and employers. And so I think that the general business climate is quite fair and balanced in that we want to make sure that everything's done reasonably and fairly. And I think that's reflected in the number of cases that go to trial in terms of wrongful dismissals and grievances that go to arbitration in terms of the labor side of things. Fantastic. So let's talk about opportunities for cross-border work and what prospects you see for that in the region. Also, let's discuss immigration standards. Are they easy? Are they hard? Can people move in and out of Manitoba? Fill us in on that if you would. So there are certainly opportunities for cross-border work, specifically in North Dakota and Minnesota as the states that we actually have land borders with. Those opportunities are largely in the agricultural and natural resources sectors. Immigration in Canada is run federally. It's a federal head of power, so it's not run by the individual provinces. But there are a number of options and opportunities for immigrants to enter Canada and Manitoba, either on a temporary basis or a permanent basis. There's a number of the temporary worker programs that are currently under review by our federal government. And so we expect to see some changes in that regard in the near future. Well, Mark, this has been a very interesting discussion. I've learned a lot about Manitoba and as always, enjoy your show on Employment Matters. We'll look forward to hearing from you again real soon. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to connect with Mark, you can find his bio by clicking on his name in the description of this podcast. 
Also visit ela.law to receive information on our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content in our online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.